Relational Model series has been cultivated in hopes of helping college-age students on their journey into relationship building. In these upcoming conversations, host Aziza Gore and co-host Derek Scott dive into the realities of maintaining different relationships, boundaries, and expectations, all while remaining true to self and personal values. We hope this resource serves you well. And now for the introduction. So Derek, you made this relational model. Yeah. Talk to me about it. What is it? So several years ago, um, I was hanging out with a good friend of mine, and he was just having a ton of issues with a number of relationships in his life. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I had heard of a way of thinking about relationships in a model form um, around that time. And, and I, to this day, I can't remember who it was or I'd love to give them credit for it. Um, but I kind of adapted it pretty quickly and put it in front of my buddy and um, he really appreciated it. It uh, gave him some clarity about his relationships, but he wasn't willing to actually do any work um, to have any conversations around those relationships so he actually didn't take it and use it Um, but a few years later uh, I had been sitting with different college students um, yeah just having coffees and and putting this model in front of them adapting it a little bit more making some changes and many students uh, seem to just get a lot out of the model it seemed to be really helpful and particularly those who are willing to do the work it brought some clarity Um, to their relational life. So I started sharing this more broadly with the CCW community um, because I just realized that it's really important that we take care of our relational life. Our relationships Mm -hmm. become the fuel for the life that we live. And so if we're not thinking intentionally about the energy we're bringing to those relationships, the agreements that we've made between us, if we're not thinking about what we're expecting of other people, Mm -hmm. um, it creates a lot of relational chaos. And I think that we are too okay with relational chaos. Right. And we can do better. We deserve better. Yeah. Um, But we do have to put some work into it. Right. So that's sort of how how I started sort of bringing the model to the community. So the model kind of gives language to... And kind of boundaries, really. Yeah. Language, boundaries, it's a visual. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can get out of the, what are we thinking? And, you know, right. being sort of locked in the brain kind of stuff when it comes to these these issues um, with each other. Um, and I think it really does help us, you know, ask the question, what what am I expecting of you? And what are you expecting of me? Right. And are we clear on that? Right. Um, and so, so yeah. it's broken up into parts. Can you yeah. describe the parts? So there are four spaces within the relational model. Uh, there's the intimate space, the personal space, the social space, and the public space. Mm-hmm. Each of those spaces, there's a, I suggest a number of people that should be in each space. I suggest, um, a, 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 I make a suggestion about how much you should bring to those relationships and how much you should expect back from those relationships. Um, and there's some flexibility in there and I don't, um, I, I don't demand that people have the certain number of, of people, but I, I just want to raise awareness that we have a limited amount of energy to bring to our relationships. 
So let's be really clear and careful about what we're putting in these different relationships. Mm -hmm. And so the intimate space becomes like the really the, the, the core of who we are. Um, but then that then goes to the personal space, which brings in people that we're doing life with. The social space is sort of where we um, can release a lot of the tension that we experience in life. And then the public space has a lot more to do with affinities and has to do with sort of public identity and, and, and faces, which actually is important to the relationships that we have. Mm -hmm. um, and so all of those spaces are, are touching different needs, um, addressing different con concerns, um, includes different types of people. And yeah, depending on the person, you'll have certain folks in one, uh, space and another person might put those people in a different space and it really does depend on mm. the person that you are and what you're bringing to relationships but also what you're receiving from other people so two people in relationship could put each other in different spaces i think so as long as there is agreement right and which is hard it means we have to use words right <laughs> and we have to be honest with each other about the dynamic between two people and what we see and what we expect. Um, and I, I, but, and so while no one's relational model looks like another person's relational model, mm -hmm. and yes, two people could actually put themselves in vastly different spaces, it's healthy when it's understood and talked about and agreed upon. Right. Another thing that I encourage people to do is to do maintenance on their relationship model, their relational model rather, do maintenance on it about every six months. Okay. Um, particularly for college students whose lives are changing right. at a relatively rapid pace. And again, that's work. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you would need to now go back to people that you thought you were close with and like, maybe we're not as close or maybe there's stuff we need to do to stay close. Um, but at the end of the day, like these are your relationships. Like right. this is fuel into your life. And I just think, I mean, it is so important. You matter, like your life matters. It matters so much that yes, you should take uh, extreme amounts of care in thinking about who's in your life and what they're bringing to it and what you're bringing to them. I'm repeating myself, but it's so important to me that people take really good care of their relationships. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to even start figuring out who people are in what section? Yeah, and I think as we talk deeper about each each uh, each space, right? Um, there's going to be some details and some ideas that'll help with that. But mm -hmm. I think it really does go back to what what have we agreed upon mm -hmm. in being in relationship, and then it's having courage to either ask for more mm -hmm. or being uh, self-confident enough that if someone doesn't want as much of you, that's not a value statement on who you are. It's just being clear about what they need from you right now. Mm -hmm. So an example, I, I can be people's pastor or I can be their friend. And can I be both? Yes, but at some point, one has to give way to another. Mm -hmm. And me knowing what my role is in a person's life and them wanting that for me becomes really, really helpful when things get weird. So as a pastor, I'm okay with not going to someone's birthday party. Mm -hmm. Could I go to someone's birthday party being their pastor? Sure. But there's a line there. I'm not 
necessarily their friend. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, having that kind of crystal clear clarity, yes, they will come to me about things that are super personal, deep, I need to keep confidential, I need to handle with care. They'll go to their friend very differently. Yeah. They'll want their friend to speak into that very differently. Yeah. And could those lines be crossed? Could I be both pastor and friend? Yes, but there are days that what what students need from me is not to be their friend. Yeah. To be their pastor. Because I might be the only person to say the hard thing. Yeah. And because I know what my role is, I recognize that that is what I'm supposed to do. I am supposed to say the hard thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're friends with someone, it's not really always your job to say the hard thing. Yeah, sometimes you just comfort. Yeah, sometimes you just need to be the listening ear. Right. The, and, and, and man, have I gotten in trouble with my friends by trying to be their pastor. Yeah. Because that wasn't the agreement. Yeah. That, this yeah. seems like this series is going to be very clarifying and enlightening for people. Gosh, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. And, and again, I don't want to say that it's not going to be hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard, but again, you matter. Yeah. You matter enough to recognize that you may need to add some people into your relational model mm -hmm. because you matter. Is there any advice you have for Is there any advice that you have for listeners as they approach this topic? Yeah, um, I want to invite those who are listening to. Just be open. Mm -hmm. My suggestions may feel a little bit much, mm -hmm. um, if, particularly for those who love to have everybody in on all the things. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to consider that maybe you shouldn't have everybody in on all the things. Um, but then for people like me who would rather not be open, um, I'm going to challenge that and say that you do need some people that you can be a little more open and vulnerable with, um, even if you don't think you need to. Um, I also want to encourage people to not be afraid to adapt the model to a form that they might be a little more comfortable with. That said, be careful that you're not just keeping yourself comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, part of the job of relationships is to help us grow. Yeah. And so, Growth comes with friction. Growth comes with challenge. Growth comes with um, energy that asks us to be our best selves. Mm -hmm. And that's work. And so don't be afraid of the work. Don't be afraid of the discomfort. Because I think ultimately, if we just think deeply about our relationships, we will be better off. Mm -hmm.